This is a Big Timing Comedy Production. Welcome backstage. Uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. I'm a journalist. VIP only. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are band-aids. Are you jumping or am I undermedicated? You're listening to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm with the band, okay? Welcome to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks, Episode 8. We've got a lot to talk about, Mike, our wonderful producer. Me? Yes, you. Oh, okay. You know, um, hi. 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 This past weekend, I was a busy little bee, and I went to an amazing event that is put on in Baltimore to uh, benefit some really great charities, but also to bring local musicians together. And it's called Stan Stock. And I'm lucky to be an MC for this event for several years now. And we've got uh, a few different bands that play that have been featured on our own local flavor, including Rhythm Surf Monkeys, who I brought on, which is such a cool band. And Rob Fahey and the Pieces, Played, which we love Rob Fahey. He yep. is the uh, lead singer of the Ravens. Raised on the radio. That's the one. That's the one. Um, my daughter has for years wanted to sing on stage with him. So I brought <laughs> Parker up and she got to sing a little bit for Nailed. Rob Fahey. And he got he gave a great smile and he was a, you know, he was great about it. And, um, and she didn't stop smiling for hours. <laughs> And then another great band uh, out of Baltimore, Face Dancer. We had members of Face Dancer, and um, they were there actually representing themselves as Chugalug. Um, but they do play as Face Dancer with a few other members uh, when they're not playing as Chugalug. And PJ Lee is somebody who was on my radar because <laughs> this is an amazing band. Um, it's a cover band out of Baltimore and uh, they say that there are two white guys and an Asian oriental girl an oriental Asian and that's her she has this if you can imagine this long hair down to her butt she's at the keyboards and she whips that hair around like it's nobody's business Mm -hmm. she rocks the bass rocks the keyboards I love PJ Lee (laughs) love her she should be on stage like big time because she's so much fun. So uh, Stan Stock was just a fun experience. And uh, next year I'm taking you with me, Mikey. This episode of Backstage Pass being brought to you by Cassie Denton Photography. That's C-A-S-I Denton Photography. She's on Facebook at Cassie Denton Photography or online at CassieDentonPhoto.com. Just mention Backstage Pass. She'll give you 10% off of your total package. She's located in the Baltimore area. She takes photography sessions for families, animals, engagements, weddings, pregnancy reveals, just about anything. Great photographer. Again, CassieDentonPhoto.com. 
So I've been talking about this amazing product that I just got involved with and partnered with. It's called FabFitFun. And you can find them at fabfitfun.com. Well, it's a seasonal thing where they ship you this box, right? And it's a box full of goodies. And I opened it up and boy, did I have a load of goodies in this box just for me. And it's over a $300 value. But here's the thing. Um, It's usually $49.99. But if you put in the code BACKSTAGE, you only pay $39.99. You get full-sized products. For instance, I got a full-sized mud mask, which is like the good kind for your face, really makes the skin feel good. I got a full-sized gym bag. I get a jewelry holder, a Merci wrap that feels like Angora. It's like butter on your skin. And a charcoal teeth whitening kit. Got to tell you, it's a little dirty, but I don't mind that because then it brightens and whitens your teeth. So if you go to fabfitfun.com and put in the code backstage, you can get this box for $39.99. Women, you are going to love it. And men, it is the perfect gift, especially for the holidays coming up. So I'm thrilled about this episode because when, let me just take you back, 1995, I get Subaru Sally. She was green. She was like my favorite car of all time. She had a CD player in her, and I swear one of the first CDs that I popped in there was Candlebox. Not kidding. It was probably one of my all-time favorite albums. It's rare that you can pop in a CD and you love every single song on the album, and I did. I loved every single freaking song on that album. Um, One of my best friends is also named Meredith, so it was like the double Merediths and always listening to Candlebox. I had my Havana Joes. I had my ripped jeans. I had my flannel shirt. Um, I was I was styling in 95 and rocking the Candlebox. I loved that band. So guess who gets to join us tonight? I bet it's somebody from Candlebox. I think so. Surprise. Lead singer Kevin Martin. Here he comes. All right. Welcome to Backstage Pass. And I am so excited to have our next guest join us. He is the lead singer of one of my all-time favorite groups. He doesn't know that. I haven't told him that yet. But it's Kevin Martin of Candlebox. Welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you so much. I'm sorry for all the noise. I'm at the farmer's market. Um, I have a nine-year-old that has School of Rock here in about uh, 20 minutes. So getting dinner before we go for an hour and a half to rock out. So maybe he's got the gene or not. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so this is great. You're live in Los Angeles, at the farmer's market, just kind of tooling around eating beans and rice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we roll. <laughs> that's how you roll. Well, I got to tell you, so you guys, you know, um, you know, released your album in 93 and I got my driver's license in 95 tooling around my Subaru legacy Her name was Sally, and one of the first albums that I had in my CD player was Candlebox. Well, that's a beautiful thing. I can honestly say um, I did the same thing, but not in a Subaru Legacy. (laughs) What were you in? Uh, I was in a little, um, do you remember MG, the mini mini MGs? They were like a tiny little two-seater convertible car. Yeah, Yeah, the midget, exactly. Little midget. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, So... I just wanted to kind of bring you in because I think it's fascinating just talking about, uh, you know, touring in the 90s. This is what we're all about with the show is to- is bringing the listener in to uh, get a sense of what it's like to be on the road, to be backstage and live in the rock star lifestyle. Um, you guys are coming out of hair bands and 80s. You're going into grunge and alternative. 
what was it like touring with Candlebox when you guys first started and you did all of these? Like, this is when you had the big festivals going on. I know we're like outside of DC and we had HF Festival. I'm sure you guys played there. Uh, what was that like for you guys when you guys first started out in the early 90s? Well, I mean, it's a lot different than it is now. Um, I wouldn't be on a cell phone doing an interview with you, that's for sure. Um, you know, it was we were in a van for a year and a half and uh, played every single tiny, you know, hole-in-the-wall club we could, um, anybody that would have us. Um, we had a little bit of action with the, the uh, single change on the radio, so there was, um, I think, an excitement um, with the growth of the band over, you know, from, I guess, we started in May, and by the time December came around, um, we were playing to, you know, a thousand people a night opening up for Living Color. Um, but, you know, I think the most exciting thing about it was just that it was a record that we loved and, and that, you know, we had labored over for two years in, in the city of Seattle and, and the hopes that somebody would sign it and put it out. And, and here we were on the road having people come up to us saying, I heard your song on the radio and I had to find out who this band was. Um, and that was, you know, I guess the, the most rewarding thing about it. Um, but at the same time, it was incredibly exhausting. You know, our schedule was um, we would do 14 to 14 to 17 song. Uh, um, I'm sorry, shows back to back. Um, so I guess maybe that's why my voice sounds like um, it's been put through the uh, the grinder. Uh, you know, here 25 years later, it's just we just worked ourselves really, really, really hard in, in the hopes that um, it would pay off. And of course, uh, we got the Rush tour in uh, January, and, and then Metallica in the summer, and the rest is history. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just excitement all around. And you know, I still get excited. I still get nervous before shows. I, I still uh, am afraid that I'm going to screw up the one song that everybody wants to hear, which is Far Behind, which I've been known to do. I did it on our live album and. Uh, which we released, actually we didn't release, Sony released it um, without us knowing uh, last year. Um, and, you know, it happens, but, you know, it's it's life and, and life on the road is um, is unexpected and, and, uh, and thrilling and heartbreaking and exhausting. So, um, but here I am today, 25 years later, still doing it. So I, I've got, I got no complaints. I mean, I, I, looking back, I think I was one of like, I was pretty much your target audience um, being in high school and going through those changes and hearing your lyrics and you wrote such amazing words and it touched me and I'm sure it touched so many other people. And you're talking about your pipes, you know, um, being a, a voiceover artist myself and talking all the time. Uh, I can't even imagine because you have to hit those high notes. And you were talking about, you know, reaching far behind. <laughs> what are what are some of the things that you do to, to help your your vocal cords? I smoke way too much. I drink <laughs> way too much and I eat way too much. <laughs> See, and That's look what, what it's do. done for you years later. You're still hitting them and it's awesome. I treat it like I treat it like it owes me money, which is what I shouldn't be doing. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think I've, I've trained it over the years um, to really kind of do what it's supposed to do. Um, and I know, I know now, obviously when I started the band, I wasn't a singer, I was a drummer and, uh, and somebody had asked me to sing on some demos, um, which ended up becoming Candlebox. So I, I really never wanted to be a lead singer in a band. I always wanted to be a drummer. So I, I, am kind of the reluctant lead singer. So I think when I first started, um, I really didn't know how to sing. I, although I had sung in choir from second grade to my senior year, um, that's not rock and roll, you know? And, um, uh, you know, I, of course I loved Robert Plant and Steven Tyler and all that stuff, but John Bonham and, and Topper Hedden and all these, you know, great drummers were, were what I aspired to be. Um, so going in and singing a rock record for the first time, um, you know, really was kind of a shock to me, um, vocally and, and, uh, and physically. So I really had to kind of train myself 
over the, the early years of touring um, to understand what I could and couldn't do to it. Uh, now it's it's just second nature. Um, I guess that's why I can do the things that that I do um, because I've understand I've got an understanding of how um, to roll the voice up into the to the sinus cavity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know the diaphragm and breathing is is um, I guess the most important thing as well to to why it uh, goes where it goes. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for not becoming a drummer and for sticking with singing <laughs> because um, I absolutely adore you and think that you, you. freaking rock it. Um, you've been one of my favorites. And when I found out that I was able to have you on my show, I was freaking out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, a little starstruck <laughs> here. So um, you and I are slightly connected. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to throw you for a loop here. So Island, um, who plays with you, um, you know, Island, uh, yeah, he, was, he was in Jimmy's Chicken Shack and he took over for my ex-husband who was the guitarist for Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Um, wow, small world. So very small world, right? Uh, so, um, it's just crazy, um, how things come around and I'm good friends with Lenny. Uh, he's in Le Projet with you. Uh, tell uh-huh. me about that project because, um, you paired up with some really cool guys and and did this whole uh, song to pretty much, you know, like to, to, you know, dedicate to people that had a really hard time. Oh, um, yeah. For for um, bully awareness and whatnot or or the pride for Hurricane Sandy. I, I listen, every song we've done, every is song you've somebody done, else, not yeah. us. <laughs> uh, I just shared it it's for Hurricane Sandy and it was amazing uh, what oh, you guys did and, and came together to do. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Cause you guys, um, you guys are kind of rocking and rolling with this. I like it. Well, the funniest thing, the funniest thing about it was, uh, I, I actually was on a plane thinking that I was flying to New Jersey to work with Morgan and Lenny to produce this thing that they had going. I didn't know that I was on a plane to be the singer. And I, I remember calling Lenny from the plane, uh, about halfway through the flight and I said, listen, you haven't sent me any music. I'm not really sure what I'm producing. Um, you know, and, and I really kind of would like to have a, gra- a grasp of what it is that we're doing. He's like, what do you mean producing? I was like, well, isn't that why you're flying me out? And he's like, no, no, we want you to be the singer. And I, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what? You know, um, so again, I wasn't prepared for the job. Um, but we got in there and we, and we wrote, um, I think like eight songs uh, and, and recorded four of them and then went to... Um, Think Loud Studios in New York and did another four and um, we, we need to finish it up but you know it really is a great project we love it um, it, it really is there's no money in it it's a labor of love um, and uh, and we and we enjoy one another's company so much I think that that's why it's such a fun project for us um, you know Morgan Rose from Seven Est is one of the most talented uh, and incredibly gifted musicians that I've ever had the opportunity of playing with um, so I'm, I'm grateful that uh, that they thought of me um, to do this. And, and I'm really happy that we've been able to to produce some songs um, that I think reach an audience of people that may not really um, have expected uh, us to do a project together. You know, Seven Dust and Candlebox are, are very, very different bands. And um, and I think we found a, a really great medium um, with, with what it was that we're producing. It's not heavy like Seven Dust. It's not... Um, bluesy like Candlebox. It's, it's kind of in between and, and, um, and really, I think, uh, a, a very new style for us. So this is going to be like the secret, the key, uh, and the secret to Kevin Martin is don't let him know he's going to be the singer until <laughs> last minute um, because you're going to get the best work out of him when he's like surprised and a little 
throne, right? <laughs> I mean, because you're amazing. You really are. Thank um, you. Thank you. We're trying to get you to Baltimore. We have to figure this out because uh, I know um, you guys are, are fans and, and supporters of the Mayan Factor. Um, I think it would be amazing to get you guys out here to do a big Mayan Factor Le Projet, Candlebox thing. There's so many different venues here in Baltimore, and we've got to figure that out. And I'm working on that. I'm letting you know I'm working on that. Um, well, I don't know if you're working on it as hard as Lenny is, because I think he calls me every single day about it. <laughs> okay, maybe Lenny, I'm going to give him a little credit. Maybe he's working a little harder, but um, I am talking to him about it, and uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, speaking yeah. of venues, I always ask my guests, you know, is there a specific venue when you were touring around and you're standing on the stage and you look out at the audience and you're like, I cannot believe that I am here right now. This is amazing. Woodstock 94. Wow. 300,000 people. It was just the most insane experience. Um, you know, I mean, listen, Madison Square Garden, New York, there's so many that I could, you know, list as really special, beautiful moments. I mean, our first show at Rock Candy in Seattle, um, opening up for Sweetwater, which was another local band that, um, that, you know, we'd always hope to play, but there's, there's just, there's too many to, lim- to list, but I would have to say my all time fondest memory, um, is Woodstock 94. It was just 300,000 people and it just was insane. I mean, it, it, you, you never, you couldn't see the end of the crowd. You, you the excitement was, I don't know. It was just, I don't know the word I'm looking for the right word for it. Um, I don't want to use something basic, you know, indescribable. Um, it's, it, it really is indescribable that the emotion and, and element of, of stepping out in front of that many people is, is uh, I don't know. So, I mean, that pumps you guys up more. Obviously, if you get a great crowd response and they're going crazy, that, you know, pumps you guys up on stage. I can only imagine. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's coming up for you guys? Are you going to be going on tour? I know you just uh, released Disappearing Live EP. Um What's coming up for Candlebox? What's coming up for you personally? Um, <laughs> I I didn't even know. <laughs> uh, my agent keeps asking me. Um, promoters keep asking me. Um, radio station people keep asking me. You know, I think ultimately my game plan from now on is EPs. Um, I just want to release four song EPs quarterly. Uh, I'm I'm tired of spending you know, $30,000 making an album and, 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 you know, and, and hoping that someone buys it. Um, I'm, I'm really just kind of, I think I'm going to put records out for free. If people want to pay for them, they could pay for them. If not, don't, you know, just listen to it. Um, because I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying where I'm at musically in my career. Um, disappearing in airports is my favorite record I've ever made. Um, I think it's some of the best songwriting that, that I've ever done. And, um, and I think that the band's ever done and, and I want to just kind of, you know, continue on that path. So uh, next year is the 25th, 25th anniversary of the first album. Um, we don't have any plans to do anything, but we're getting phone calls about doing, um, you know, maybe a run of 10 special shows of fairs and festivals or something. I don't really know, to be honest with you. All I know is that I'm writing songs right now in the hopes to pop in the studio in, in uh, November and, and track down maybe... Uh, four to eight of them and, and release an EP January and another one in um, April. So I don't, I don't have anything other than that to give you. Okay. Well, I hope that um, my dream can come true where I can see you. It's amazing to be able to talk to you, but I haven't been able to see you in person yet. And, and that, 
I'm gonna. I'm telling you, dude. Bucket list. I'm gonna knock it off at some point. You. You're gonna come over here to the East Coast, and I'm gonna come see you and hang out. I, I hope so. I look forward to meeting you. Oh, me too. I know your kid has to get to School of Rock. Um, it was great <laughs> for you to call us from the uh, L.A. Farmer's Market. It's always fun to hear the background noise and the hubbub of what's going on. And uh, thanks for taking the time to come on our show. And, and we appreciate it. We hope that you'll come back uh, maybe when you're, you know, uh, away from the hubbub and you have a little bit more time and, and spend it with us because we want to talk about more stuff with you. Of course. No, I, I, I would love to. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's, it's not every day that you get to chat with somebody who uh, appreciates what you do as an artist. So thank you. Totally. We're a huge fan. Backstage Pass. We absolutely love you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You have fun with your beans and rice, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you know what I love about Kevin Martin is that he's so real and just chilling, walking around the L.A. Farmer's Market with his son, getting some rice and beans, chit-chatting with us. That was cool. And the dog barking in the background. I love awesome. the dog barking. You don't get more real than that, nope, right? Nope, nope. Here, it's just unfiltered and just, that's it. You get what you get, right? I love that. Can't believe that. So cool. Um, so we were talking about a, a song that he did with a few people that I know, actually, and I'm going to make the connection of how we got Kevin Martin on our show, which is cool. Uh, we had Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band on in July, and I started a segment on each of our shows called Local Flavor, which is to support Baltimore music, original Baltimore musicians, and we had the Mayan Factor on who... I just love these guys. Amazing band. And uh, Dan and Lenny from the Mayan Factor are so warm and welcoming to me. And they had a connection with Kevin Martin. And that connection is Lenny plays in The Infinite Staircase and Le Projet with Kevin Martin. And they teamed up with Zach Wilde, Morgan Rose, J.D. DeServio, and Lenny's brother Jeff to do a song called The Pride which was to benefit uh, the Carl Vincent Binney Memorial Foundation for relief and rebuilding efforts for the victims of Hurricane Sandy. It was just so cool. And it spent six weeks on America's music charts, mainstream rock radio charts, top 40, with its highest ranking being number 27. And given uh, the recent happenings in our world, unfortunate happenings in our world uh, in Houston and in Florida we here at Backstage Pass we're going to play it so here is the Infinite Staircase and the Pride
And that was the Infinite Staircase with The Pride. Love that song. You know, Kevin Martin was flying out and uh, going to the studio thinking he was going to be a producer on that. And they go, yeah, no, we want you to sing. And I said, I think that's probably like the best bet because we all win when he sings. Love his voice, dude. Don't stop singing. We want you to keep singing. So I started this segment on Backstage Pass called Local Flavor, which is to support Baltimore musicians. And I put it out there on Facebook, and I always get a huge response. And I got a message from my uh, new friend, Chris. He sent a link to his band. And I'm, dude, I'm telling you, Mike, I fell in love. I have to tell you, we, we haven't had many females on our show. I feel badly about that. But this ended up being a band that's fronted by a chick. Her name is Shelby Celine. And I love her vocals on this. They were rocking it out and they just released a video for it. They're out of Columbia, Maryland. You can find them at crashingatlas.com. They're a hard rock band, eclectic, hair flying, guitars flying. They've got electronics going and I absolutely am digging them. So welcome to Backstage Pass. It's Shelby, Doug, Felix, Chris and Nick. And it is Crashing Atlas. It's Maryland. It's local. It's Baltimore. It's local flavor with Meredith Marks.
Waste away the day, I hope you catch me I'm like an open door, I know you drag me Right across the floor, will you please help me? was Savages by Columbia, Maryland band Crashing Atlas. I love it. I love when we get a female fronted band and she rocked it. I love the vocals by Shelby Celine. So glad to have them on as our local flavor tonight. Thank you so much to the humble and fun Kevin Martin of Candlebox, who was uh, gracious enough to join us as he was walking around with his son at the LA Farmer's Market. Doesn't get any more real than that. I love that. So thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. And it's not an episode of Candlebox unless we close out with Candlebox. Here's one of my all-time favorites. Thank you so much for joining us on Backstage Pass. On our next episode, we will 
rock out to Yacht Rock and Player and Peter Beckett and the Yacht Rock Review Band. But first, here's Candlebox and Far Behind. Now maybe Did I mean to treat you better But I did it anyway And then maybe Some would say a life was saved But you lived it anyway And so maybe Your friends would stand around you Watch you crumble As you fall to the ground And then someday Stand beside as you were flying Oh, you were flying all so high But then someday people look at you They're what they call their own They watch you suffer Yeah, yeah, you're going home And then someday we can take our time To brush the leaves aside so you can reach us
Hanging Backstage with Backstage Pass and Meredith Marks. Now get your ass off the tour bus. This is a big-timing comedy production.